hard to find in the morning papers It's hard to find in the magazines It doesn't matter what show you tune in It's hard to find on TV screen But it's on talk radio Truth is on talk radio We're back, ladies and gentlemen, hour two of the National Intel Report with some special programming. As I said uh, at the top of last hour, this is going to last as long as it lasts. And if you're one of the people that needs your daily bad news fix, you may want to tune out of this program for the next couple of days because, ladies and gentlemen, this has been done before in parts and segments but not as thoroughly as what I am attempting to do. And it must be made public record. The 1973 war, the treachery of the, on the part of Israel and the Soviets, had led to the 1967 war, embittered the Arab people, and immediately they began arming with the intent of retaliating for this Israeli treachery and try to take back the land that Israel had taken from them. By 1973, they were prepared. Even though several Arab countries were preparing militarily, they were trying to peacefully work out a solution with Israel. But Israel was assured that their Zionist brethren in America would use their power over the U.S. government to make sure that the U.S. would support Israel. So Israel's leaders continued to maintain a belligerent attitude. Realizing the hopelessness of further negotiation with Israel's leaders, Egypt, along with Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, attacked Israel. And they were winning. With Israel facing defeat, the powerful Zionists in America pulled the strings of their power over the U.S. government, and the U.S. government officials obeyed their Zionist masters. Massive amounts of U.S. military equipment and arms were airlifted at taxpayers' expense to Israel to bolster the retreating Israeli forces. This U.S. aid enabled Israel to turn the tide and emerge victorious. Yes, Israel was saved. But so much U.S. military equipment was airlifted to Israel at the time that the U.S. armed forces were left in short supply and in a weakened position. U.S. government officials are so much under the influence of the Zionists that they had alerted these 82nd Airborne Division stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and U.S. troops stationed in Germany for the purpose of being sent to aid Israel if necessary. It's a pretty sad that to please the Zionist power in America, the U.S. government officials are willing to sacrifice the lives of American boys to save Zionist Marxist Israel. Young men already in the U.S., armed forces and their parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, should especially be concerned about Israel precipitating wars and attempts to involve the U.S. in these wars because, if necessary, to save Israel in one of their acts of aggression, the U.S. government will bow to the American Zionists and send American boys into combat. The boys will have no choice but fight on the side of the Zionist and Marxist Israel. If American boys die in future Mideast wars, you will know that those responsible will be the Zionist Jews of America and the weak-spined po politician in Washington, D.C., who bow to their Zionist lords. And again, let me remind you that this was written in 1985. 
I've said many times, ladies and gentlemen, there's World War III being set up in the Middle East. We've killed over a million Iraqis. I do believe they plan to go into Iran as well. This will be the start of World War III by the communist, socialist, Ashkenazi Jew that, by the way, controls the banking empire of the world. These people must be stopped. We need Americans to stand up for America. And that even includes you slimy little pieces of dog manure we call you politicians in the district of criminals. Sorry to be so kind. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. Why continue suffering from pain, illness, and disease when natural health and wellness therapies are within your reach? Hundreds of people are reporting improved health and wellness using Rife Frequency technology. In the 1920s, research scientist Royal Raymond Rife discovered that disease organisms can be destroyed using resonant frequencies. The BioSolution Frequency Instrument uses the same technology for relief or elimination of pain and disease conditions. There are no reported side effects. Join others in discovering a return to natural health and wellness. Just don't treat the symptoms, eliminate the cause. BioSolutions has over 550 pre-programmed auto sequences for various health conditions, and it's very easy to use. Customer satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. For more information, call BioSolutions toll-free at 866-885-6625. That's 866-885-6625. Once again, that number, 866-885-6625. The First Amendment in the Bill of Rights limits the government's power by ensuring the freedom of speech and preserving the rights of the people. Every day that passes, our rights gradually slip away. It's time to take a stand and let the government know we're tired of losing our rights. LibertyStickers.com will allow you to express your rights and allow millions of people to see you stand up for what you believe in. LibertyStickers.com carries the largest selection of bumper stickers online, ranging from political to humorous, and is your number one source for Ron Paul for President stickers. As always, you can find your favorite stickers that protest the war and the president. Don't see what you're looking for? Liberty Stickers will custom make stickers that will let you get your message across for all Americans to see. Go to LibertyStickers.com and see pre-made stickers that will get everyone talking. That's LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. Liberty Stickers, the world's most dangerous stickers.
Get ready for Real Talk Radio. You're listening to the National Intel Report with your host, John Statmiller. Now remember, as I continue with this, that the main objective for continued strife, war expenditures, death, mutilation, and worse, if there is worse, is one to pit one side against another. This has been their favorite trick. This is why we had World War I, World War I Part Two, and we're soon to have World War Three. actually, World War I Part Three. So bearing that in mind, I will continue. At this point, you may be confused. Israel and the Soviets are ideological allies. Both follow the ideas of Karl Marx, so both are communist and socialist, yet the Soviets supplied military equipment to the Arabs, Israel's enemies, and at the time, the Soviets' enemy, the United States, was arming Israel. To understand the treachery which Zionist and Bolshevik Jews are capable, and to understand the treachery which took place before and during the 1973 war, I must explain the New York-Moscow-Tel Aviv Triangle. To do so, it is necessary to go back a few years in history. A heavy migration of Jews from Russia to America started in 1831. Most of these were communist Jews, so many of these communist Bolshevik Jews settled in New York, and New York has been referred to as Moscow on the Hudson. It has been pointed out, and with good reason, that decisions regarding communist policies come not from Moscow, but from New York City. Whether this fact is a fact or not is immaterial. What is important is the fact that there is a close tie between the Zionist Bolshevik Jews in New York City and the Zionist Bolshevik Jews in Moscow, and extending to include the Zionist Bolshevik Jews who dominate Israel's government. The Zionist power over the U.S. government in Washington, D.C. stems from the Zionist and Bolsheviks centered in New York City. It is from New York that orders go out to a vast Zionist network all over the U.S., a network that influences the economic and political affairs not only of our federal government, but nearly all, if not all, state governments. And to a great extent, the governments of the larger and even medium-sized cities. This power of the Zionist Bolshevik Jews over the U.S. makes the New York leg of the New York-Moscow-Tel Aviv Triangle a tremendous influence over communist policies. In viewing the 1973 war, most people, and it seems most Arabs, are of the impression that since Soviet Russia sold equipment to Egypt and other Arab countries, the Soviets were in support of the Arabs in the 1973 war. This is a false impression. To understand that this is the result of more deceit on the part of Israel and the Soviet Union, you must be aware of Golda Meir, the Stalin-Kagovich Pact. Golda Meir had been born in Russia, grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and in 1921 migrated to Israel. In 1949, Golda Meir became Israel's first ambassador to the Soviet Union. Representing Israel, Ambassador Golda Meir, a Bolshevik Jewish, met with two representatives of the Soviet Union, Kaganovich, a Bolshevik Jew, and Stalin, who who had married a Bolshevik Jewess. They made a secret agreement, a pact. Israel's part of the pact was Israel would not allow any Western country, especially the U.S., to build military bases on Israeli territory. 
Israel would allow an official Communist Party to function freely in Israel. Israel would not make any agreement to solve the Palestinian problem. Israel would influence world Jewry, especially in the U.S., to have Western powers adopt the policy of favoring Israel over the Arabs. Israel was to continue its Marxist economic policies and prevent any free enterprise tendencies. The Soviet Union's part of the pact was the Soviets would institute a pro-Arab policy solely as camouflage for its true intentions, which was to furnish aid to the Arabs, but never enough to enable the Arabs to destroy Israel. The Soviets would open the gates of Soviet satellite countries to Jewish immigration to Israel. Should this be insufficient, Soviet Russia would then open its own gates to immigration. The Soviets would absolutely guarantee the security of Israel. Both the Soviet Union and Israel would exchange intelligence reports. From the terms of this pact, you can see, and still is, the aim of the Soviet Union and Zionist Marxist Israel to prevent peace between Arab countries and Israel until all the Arab countries are forced to adopt socialism under the Soviet leadership. Now, this is kind of a misnomer, folks, because we're talking about the people that have the grand plan for the New World Order. Okay, these people, they do not recognize countries, they do not recognize boundaries, they do not recognize culture, they don't recognize anything except their ability to make money through the usurious system that they have created. And all of this is to pit one side against the other, to mop up, make money, while people are killing each other in ever greater numbers, and being justified by these political puppets that we see masquerading in front of our TV every single day. Why good men and women and children, ladies and gentlemen, are dying at the hands of these bastards. Enough is enough. And while I have a minute here, they're sewing up the sordid little deeds for these banker bastards in Washington, D.C. The second stimulus package, which I had already warned you, was going to be over a trillion dollars. What they weren't telling you. Well, yeah, it's going to be 700, oh, it could be 850 billion, no, it could be even higher. What they're not admitting to you is the interest that the banks are going to collect on the bailout that we, the people, here in the new Soviet socialist America, is going to be paying these private corporate bastards for the pleasure of doing business with them. How do you feel, America? I would safely say a woman raped would feel more secure than you do now because at least you know who your attacker was at least you knew the reasons why you were attacked there's millions of people in this country they're gonna find themselves out on the streets on their keisters that don't have a clue not one clue now you starting to understand while I'm not out there with a bullhorn screaming 9-11 was an inside job this whole damn thing was an inside job. The police state, the emerging police state in this country is an inside job. But in order to have honest government, you have got to remove the very thing that controls every move that they make. And I have very little patience with people that are just exciting people to make them nothing but reactionaries without giving them true history, without identifying the true enemies of this country and all of mankind.
that one day in hopes with fair trade and honest governments once again that set up honest policies with each other to deal with each other honestly and in the open until that time comes folks you're going to still leave the door open for these new world odorites to continue to do what they are doing right now and they are so very close that's why months ago ladies and gentlemen i decided to stop the 9-11 crap because 9-11 is not an issue anymore any, any more than the assassination of JFK is an issue anymore. And that I'm not out there giving a little bit of information to somebody to get them all excited about something when you make them nothing but reactionary dummies. You give them no true history. You give them no real information that they can discern for themselves and make up their mind through their own judgments what has happened in what is going to happen in the future. Without that, ladies and gentlemen, people are doing a major disservice to you. They are only feeding their own egos and their own little agendas. They care not a damn about you. Understand this and understand it well. I've seen a lot so far in my lifetime, folks. I have seen much. But it never ceases to amaze me what people will do if you throw them a lifeline of hope. They will sink. I mean, they will just absolutely kill. They'll walk through busted glass on their lips if they think they have somebody that's going to offer them a little bit of hope. The only hope that we have, ladies and gentlemen, is the education of our fellow Americans facing down the true and honest real problems that this country faces. I look at a cop with a gun and a badge. I know he has his marching orders. I know that this creature is not going to think for himself. I certainly know that he's not going to follow the Constitution because he was given a policy and a briefing at lineup in the morning telling him what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. And it's up to us citizens out here that once abused by these keystone corporate coffer cops that we have to take them to court and sue them over their policies that are blatantly illegally, blatantly illegal and unconstitutional. This is going to continue. They're going to try every which way they can. Because if you're a slave, ladies and gentlemen, with the ability for them to snoop and poop on your daily activities and jail you and make laws, not the police, but our vaunted politicians, our legislature in Washington, D.C., that wouldn't know the Constitution from a roll of northern toilet paper, we are going to continue having these problems. So I make no apologies from speaking truth, folks, and I don't care who it upsets, and I mean anybody that it upsets, because I might be busting up their little agenda or their little hope for fame and fortune. I just want my damn country back. I want to get down to Hawaii, sit on a black beach sand, and drink drinks with little umbrellas in them, for God's sakes. Let's get back to living life.
Are you new to freeze-dried foods? These fine, easily storable foods were first developed for the U.S. space program. Today, the U.S. military and the U.S. submarine service enjoy using these products extensively. Freeze-dried foods typically maintain their high nutritional value in excess of 30 years. Why store emergency food? Keeping food on hand for emergencies protects you the same way as does insurance on your home or car. With Freeze-Dry Guy freeze-dried foods in your food reserve, you can be ready for just about any unexpected crisis. In today's turbulent times of uncertainty, global crisis, world market collapse, stock market volatility, increased frequency of natural and man-made disasters, there has never been a better time to get a survival insurance policy. Take the necessary steps to protect your family in these uncertain times. Visit freezedryguide.com or call 866-404-FOOD, 866-404-3663. We pay the freight within the lower 48 states. It's now winter. Hello, cold. Hello, Mr. Flu. Oh, yeah, welcome aboard the ship of irritating sickness. But wait! Ahoy! The sickness answer! GetTheT.com. That's GetTheT.com. Let life change tea. Battle your yuck so you can have your life back. Bye-bye, cold. Bye-bye, Mr. Flu. And, oh, by the way, you toxins and chemicals, get the out of here feel better lose weight call us 928-308-0408 that's 928-308-0408 or you can order online at getthetea.com that's getthetea.com make an investment in your life uh p.s i've been drinking it for years with recent international flight from the dollar it's confusing how to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power. Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. In the conduct of the 1973 war, you can see part of this deceitful agreement being utilized, in particular the part about the Soviet Union helping the Arabs, but not helping enough to defeat Israel. In the planning of the 1967 war, Israel was aware that the Arab countries bordering Israel were buying equipment from the Soviets, an Israeli ally. But because of Golda Meir and the Stalin Kaganovich pact, Israeli leaders knew the Soviets would not help the Arabs enough to defeat Israel, that the aid the Soviets were giving the Arabs was only bait to draw the Arab countries into the Soviet trap. Also, Israeli leaders knew that the American Zionist brethren 
were making sure the U.S. government was supplying enough arms to stop the Arabs and would send more equipment, even troops, if necessary. When the 1973 war started, Jordan, Egypt, Syria, and Iraq surprised Israel with their improved fighting capability. The Egyptian army faced what would seem an impossible task in attempt to penetrate Israeli territory. First, there was a water barrier, the Suez Canal to cross. Then, they would have to face a high wall of sand and the fine dust which was erected by Israel. Behind that wall was a third barrier, a line of Israeli fortifications. These fortifications were stronger than a Maginot line erected by France before World War II to stop any German invasion of France. Yet by ingenuity, the Egyptian army crossed the Suez Canal, went over the sand and dust barrier, and broke through the heavily fortifications in a matter of a few hours. Israel was in trouble. The Arabs were winning the war. But as pre-planned, if necessary, the U.S. airlifted huge amounts of military equipment and supplies to Israel. As I mentioned before, the U.S. Airborne Division at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and U.S. troops stationed in Germany were placed on alert and would have been sent to help Israel and their forces if it became necessary to help Israel win the war. Fortunately for America, American troops weren't needed to help Israel survive. The additional arms were enough. However, the Arab forces were strong enough to stop Israel from taking even more Arab land. In fact, Egypt was able to take back part of the Sinai. Egypt's president, Sadat, realized that the Soviets had no intention of helping the Arabs win the war, but the Soviets, in selling them some equipment, were only trying to trap Egypt into the Soviet net. So Sadat kicked Soviet military advisors and civilian technicians out of Egypt. The 1982 invasion of Lebanon. And is, uh, in Israel, most Jews have become tired of Israel's involvement in war and aggression acts and want peace. It is only the communist factions that want the war. Sadly, it is these communists who are in power in Israel. The 1982 attack into Lebanon by Israel, uh, Israel further divided the Jewish population of Israel. Even within the more militant Zionist Jews, there was a split. The reason given by the Israeli leaders for the attack into Lebanon was to root out the Palestine Liberation Army and stop their terrorist attacks into Israel. Many Israelis have dared speak out and condemn this reason as false. They have pointed out that in the effort to achieve peace with Israel, the PLO had, for 11 months, refrained from making any attacks on Israel. The real reasons for Israel's attack on Lebanon were, and still are, According to the latest headlines, it is the intention of Israel's Zionist Marxist leaders to carry on a perpetual war. The attack into Lebanon was merely another phase of Israel's war of aggression policy. Water is scarce in the Mideast, especially in Israel. Ever since Israel became a state, it has wanted the waters of the Litani River for use in Israel, and the only way they could get it was to go in and take it militarily. You know, just as a side note, what has always fascinated me was whatever happened to the desalinization plants. If there are wars fought over water, why not take the salt water and make it into fresh? We've got billions and trillions for war, but not a drop for dry land and the people it supports. Kind of fascinating, isn't it? Israel's leaders and the general population figured the war would last only a few days, but the Palestinians and other Arabs fought heroically against the Israeli invaders who had far superior equipment. As the months passed, 
without victory, and as more Israeli soldiers were brought home and buried, dissent within the, in Israel itself had spread. In the Israeli military forces, many members resigned or refused to carry out orders because it would have meant killing innocent civilians. The death of the 250 Marines serving in Lebanon has been blamed on the Arabs. This as it had been reported by the Zionist-controlled news media in America, but this has not been proven. In fact, reliable reports coming out of Lebanon indicate the terrorist attacks on the American Marine base was planned by Israeli military personnel or the Mossad, Israel's secret service. In that case, who actually carried out the attack is immaterial. Israeli personnel planned and instigated the attack. It is common practice for the Zionist Marxists to plan a covert act and then get someone else to do the dirty work. By instigating the attack on the Marine base, the Israeli war hawks had hoped the attack would turn the American people against the Arabs and that America could be drawn into the war and further help Israel in its aggression against the Arabs. Fortunately, the American people didn't fall for the trap, save but one for one fact, 9-11-2001. Whether the damn buildings were blown up, whether airplanes flew into them, you keep missing the point as to why that had to take place. And it wasn't just to further institute martial law in this country. It was at the behest of the damn Zionist. People better start getting this straight. And for those that want to run away from these facts like scared little rabbits, get the hell out of the public purview. There are more and better qualified people to give you history the way it really happened. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you, and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. Attention RBN listeners. The Freeze-Dry Guy, providing the finest in long-term storage food since 1970. Today, the U.S. military and the U.S. submarine service enjoy using these products extensively. In actual scientific tests, these foods typically maintain their high nutritional value in excess of 30 years. These foods are delicious tasting, hearty, light to carry, and easy to prepare under the most adverse conditions. Unfortunately, many people building a family food storage program, as well as 
as many companies providing emergency feeding programs simply do not give you enough protein, especially animal protein. No other food satisfies like animal protein during stressful times. If you're a meat eater, you will definitely want our freeze-dried meats and entrees, but we do offer vegetarian items as well. Visit freezedryguide.com or call 866-404-FOOD, 866-404-3663. Freeze-dry guy, the best you can buy. With financial uncertainty circling the globe due to job losses, decline in the housing market, a climate of corruption, bailouts, currency rigging, and unfair competition, many are once more turning to precious metals as the only hedge against the uncertainty of the future. With the U.S. House conducting hearings on proposals to confiscate workers' personal retirement accounts, including 401Ks and IRAs, this is the time to secure your assets. Call Republic Trading Group today, 800-691-7898, before this happens and find out how easy it is to convert your existing IRA and in some instances your 401k plan into real wealth now. Don't let the ravages of hyperinflation caused by the massive increase of fiat currency now flooding world markets affect your retirement account. Call RTG at 800-691-7898 and experience the security and peace of mind that only real gold and silver can offer. That number again is 800-691-7898. Call now. You're tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show. A good example of how Zionists will commit an act of terrorism with the thought of someone else being blamed is the Leon affair. In 1954, a group of Israelis set off a series of bombings of American institutions in Egypt, including the American Embassy. They expected that Egypt would be blamed for the bombings and cause a break of U.S.-Egyptian relations. Fortunately, Egyptian authorities caught the Israeli agents in the act of setting one of the bombs, and the whole Israeli plot was exposed. Most Americans are not aware of the treacherous Levon affair because the Zionist-controlled U.S. news media failed to report it, just as they failed to report the facts surrounding the Israeli shelling of the USS Liberty. When will Israel stir up another war? 1985, 1986, it's difficult to predict. But it is certain that Israel will cause another war unless the American people learn the truth about Zionist Marxist Israel and an act to stop the politicians in Washington from bowing to the American Zionist and stop using American taxpayer money to finance Israel's war machine. The weakness in the Israel's military. There's no doubt that Israel has a powerful military force. The base of Israel's military power is the massive amounts of the latest equipment supplied by the U.S. and paid for by the American taxpayer. But serious weaknesses have developed in Israel's military. It is in the makeup of the personnel that the weakness emerges. This is due to two main reasons. Because Israel has continuously been involved in war or preparing for war, the cream of Israel's youth are leaving Israel or they find some excuse not to serve in the armed forces. The Israeli army is so short of manpower that it's openly recruiting homosexuals, of which Israel has been an abundant supply. In 1976, an Israeli army officer testifying before the Neset, and that again being Israel's Congress, said in effect, if we do not recruit homosexuals, we will not have enough manpower to fill the ranks. Also, it has been learned that Israel has had to resort to hiring foreign mercenaries, 
Another weak point is the growing ill feeling between the Ashkenazi Jew and the Sephardic Jews in the Israeli army. This is developed because nearly all the officers are Ashkenazi Jews, and most of the lower ranks who must do the fighting are Sephardic Jews. Due to the shabby treatment of Sephardic Jews by the Ashkenazi Jews in the army, a mutiny by Sephardic Jews is a strong possibility. One can only hope. A warning to Mr. and Mrs. and Miss America. The Marxist Zionists who rule Israel, the Marxist Zionists in America, have been trying to trick the U.S. into a Mideast war on the side of Israel. They almost succeeded when the U.S. Marines were sent to Lebanon in 1982. The blood of the 250 American Marines who died in Lebanon is dripping from the hands of the Israeli and the American Zionists. If more Americans are not made aware of the truth about Zionist Marxist Israel, you can be sure that sooner or later, these atheists who claim to be God's chosen people will trick the U.S. into a Mideast war against the Arabs, who in the past have always been America's best friends. Then, more American boys will die because of these clever, murderous Zionists who, incidentally, have been responsible for pushing America into World War I, World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War, the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War, the Pakistani War. Are you starting to get it, folks? Do you see why this is so important for you to know the true facts? So you will not be deceived by people with their own little agendas building our own little fiefdoms. For what reason? When they do not speak the truth, what good are they? While Zionist international bankers and other Zionist Jews were busy counting their profits from those wars, American mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters were mourning the loss of their sons and brothers. Will you someday be mourning the loss of your own son or brother because of Zionist treachery? Crime in Israel. Since Israel, formerly Palestine, is a land where Jesus and Muhammad once walked, it would seem the inhabitants of this land would have respect for this holy land and for the religious sites that exist. Nearly all Arab Muslims and Arab Christians do have respect, even reverence, toward the holiness of the land. But only a small minority of the Jews have the same respect. Ninety-five percent of the Jewish population are atheists or secular humanists and are not held back by the Ten Commandments or other restraints on sinful human behavior. When the Zionist Bolshevik Jews won control of the Holy Land, every form of sin began seeping into this land. When in a few short decades the Holy Land became a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah, Drug trade, drug abuse, illegal weapons sales, prostitution, gambling, labor, racketeering, murder, extortion, blackmail, insurance fraud, loan sharking, and corruption of government officials and police. And let me not leave off this list, one of Israel's biggest industry, that's right, the porn industry. Does that now tell you folks out there why the United States Supreme Court ruled that this is a First Amendment right? And you're decrying because your children are being molested by teachers now? One of the planks of the Communist Manifesto, ladies and gentlemen, is to corrupt the youth, to corrupt people in general, to destroy family units, to destroy what supports those families, their economy, and their country. Israel has a highly organized crime syndicate headquartered in the 
Bat Yam near Tel Aviv. Many members of the crime syndicate are ex-convicts and ex-commandos from the Israeli army, and they are highly skilled in the use of weapons and explosives. The crime syndicate in Israel operates openly because of corruption in the government and police circles. Some of the police and government officials are actively associated with the crime operation. The average American doesn't hear of this, the real side of Israel, because the Zionist-controlled press, radio, and television in America keeps silent about it. But in Israel, some newspapers report the facts. For instance, right in the middle of one of the pages of the Hebrew-language newspapers, a couple of years ago was an article that said, in effect, what the Italian mafia couldn't accomplish in 40 years, the Israeli mafia accomplished in just five years. It has developed the largest illegal drug exporting ring in the Middle East, selling drugs mainly to Germany and the U.S. They've even set up a distribution network within Germany and the U.S. itself. Except for a few religious Jews who have emotional religious ties to the holy sites in Israel and lower-class Jews who can't afford to leave, all other decent Jews have left and are planning to leave. One big reason is the sin permeating virtually every phase of Israel's society is too much for decent Jews to endure. Israel's arm industry. Since terrorism, violence, and war are the way of life in Israel, it is only natural that the manufacture of military equipment and arms has become Israel's main industry and export. During the first few years of its existence, Israel acquired its military needs from the U.S. and from communist countries. But gradually, the U.S. with the U.S. assistance, Israel developed its own arms industry. Zionist domination of the U.S. government has led to an Israeli first policy. This Israel first policy has severely hurt the U.S. economy. Instead of manufacturing certain military materials in the U.S. and thus provide jobs for American workers, factories were set up in Israel with U.S. financing and technical assistance to manufacture these products. The U.S. has also helped Israel set up factories to produce electronic equipment, pharmaceuticals, chemicals, home appliances, all products that could have been produced in the U.S. While Israel profits from these Help Israel ventures, American workers are left standing in unemployment lines. Manufacturing of certain war materials has become so great that it has become Israel's main export. This war-creating country, which has been portrayed as the only barrier to communism in the Mideast, sells its war products to anyone who has the money, including repressive dictatorships, fascist or communist. Makes no difference. Israel not only sells weapons made in Israel, but also sells weapons supplied to Israel by the U.S. It's been discovered that some weapons used by Soviet forces in Afghanistan were made in America and originally shipped to Israel. Also, it's been learned that some weapons used by the Cuban forces in Angola were made in America and originally shipped to Israel. It is ironic that the United States in a life-and-death struggle against the spread of communism, yet our Zionist-dominated U.S. government allows military equipment to be shipped to communist forces via Israel. A word about Israel's racist policies. You will recall that I mentioned my troubles in Israel began when I, an Ashkenazi Jew, married a Sephardic Jewess. Anti-Sephardic treatment by Ashkenazi Jews is even more uh, is is even an official, I should say, government policy. The racism runs deep in Israel and it sharply divides the Jewish population. One day I entered a cafe in Tel Aviv. 
The place was crowded, and I sat down in the only seat available. Also sitting at this table were five Sephardic Jews from Morocco. They learned that I was studying the Hebrew language, so they were helping me with my studies when a blue-eyed Nazi-type Israeli police officer walked into the cafe. He ordered me to get away from those kushim. Kushim in Hebrew means niggers. I replied after I finished eating. The officer drew a service revolver and said, You move now. You had better listen to him, the cafe owner advised, so I got up. Standing close to me, the officer pointed his gun right at my face and ordered, Throw your coffee and pastry on the floor. With a gun pointed at me, I didn't argue. I threw the coffee and pastry on the floor. Then he said, Get out of here and don't come back. Later I learned that I was lucky. He could have arrested me if he had wished, and he could even have shot me under same some vague Israeli law. In the U.S., if anybody complains of police brutality or misconduct, there's an investigation. But not in Israel. The person registering a complaint can expect police reprisals in the form of beating, besides being denied decent housing and decent employment because I was married to a Sephardic Jewess. I was the target of racial slurs. Sometimes I was even attacked by Ashkenazi Jews because I had married a Sephardic Jewess. Other American Ashkenazi who had gone to Israel and married Sephardic Jewesses received the same treatment as I. Because Sephardic Jews are victims of the racist practices against them. I had often heard in Israel a Sephardic Jew tell a European Ashkenazi Jew, Hitler didn't kill enough of you bastards. Please read the next paragraph carefully, and I will to you. I was born in the United States, attended public schools, worked in various parts of the U.S., and served two years in the U.S. Army. Not even once was I persecuted or had racist remarks made to me because I was a Jew. It is ironic that once in Israel, the so-called paradise for all Jews, I, a Jew, suffered because of racism. The Zionist-controlled news media in America has kept from the American people the news that Israel is intensely racist. Most Ashkenazi Jews in America are not even aware of the racism in Israel. Even those Jews who have visited Israel are not aware because they are carefully kept from witnessing racist incidents. However, Sephardic Jews in America have spread the truth about the practices of racism against the Sephardic Jews in Israel. Knowing of this, Sephardic Jews have not been among those Jews who migrated to Israel from America. From what I have written so far, you should now realize that few Jews practice Judaism. Most Jews are atheists, or they follow humanism, which is anti-God religion. So the betrayal that Jews are a religious people who took to Israel as fulfillment of biblical prophecy is a myth. Also, the betrayal that Jews are one race of people is a myth. The Sephardic Jew, Ashkenazi Jew, division is adequate proof. Racism, as practiced in Israel, is one reason that Israel will sooner or later destroy itself. Communism in Israel the Zionist-controlled news media in the U.S. has led the American people to believe that Israel is the only barrier holding back communism in the Middle East. This would be humorous if it did not have such serious implications for the United States. From what I have said so far, you should now realize that Israel is basically a Marxist country, mixed with some Nazi-type fascism. A large book could be written about it, but I only now only wish to add. Israel is the only country in the Middle East that allows communist parties to operate. Well, we do here as well. Excuse me. 
There are three, ironically. It is the Arab countries which forbid communist parties to operate. The exception is North Yemen, which through treachery was taken over by the communists. Some of the Arab countries buy military equipment from communist countries because they can't get enough from the U.S. to offset the huge amounts of U.S. provides Israel. But that's as far as any Arab-Soviet ties go. The Soviet Union allows a number of Jews to leave if they promise to go to Israel, and Israel welcomes these communist-oriented Jews. It must be noted that once out of the Soviet Union, many, if not most, Soviet Jews come to the U.S. instead of going to Israel. It must also be noted that hundreds of thousands of Jews have left Israel since its founding. Some sources put the number at one million. Some of these Jews have requested to go back to the Soviet Union rather than live in Israel. Life for these Jews is better in the Soviet Russia. The latest scientific developments that the U.S. provides Israel is channeled onto the Soviet Union. The main center through which this scientific information passes is Israel's Wiseman Institute in the town of Ruhavat, about 40 kilometers south of Tel Aviv. About one-third of the Neset belong to the Israeli communist, socialist, or other Marxist-oriented parties. That should, he writes, put the rest of the lie about Israel being the only barrier against communism in the Middle East. In fact, it is the Arab countries that form a barrier that has stopped the spread of communism in the Mideast. Israel is one leg of the New York-Moscow-Tel Aviv Triangle, which is behind the communist movement. At first, Zionist Congress, which was held in 1897 in Basel, Switzerland, one of the goals was set to create a Jewish state in the land of Palestine. At that time, only a few Jews were living in Palestine, and they were near all, all, uh, nearly all of them, I should say, were Sephardic Jews, who are blood-related to the Arabs. These Palestinian Sephardic Jews and the Palestinian Arabs were living in peace as they had for centuries. After the Zionist Congress in 1897, European Ashkenazi Jews began migrating to Palestine and buying land wherever they could. Yet by 1920, Jews owned only 2% of Palestine. By 1948, when Israel declared itself a state, these invading Jews had increased their land ownership but it was still less than 6%. To accommodate the increasing European Jewish migration, the Jews needed more lands, but the Palestinian Arabs refused to sell. So to get more land from the Palestinians, these communist-oriented European Ashkenazi Jews resorted to the one thing at which they were really adept, terrorism. Their first major act of terrorism against the Palestinians was at the Palestinian village of Deir Yassin, during the night of April 9, 1948, two Zionist terrorist gangs, the Ergen and the Stern Gang, attacked and massacred over 250 men, women, and children. We'll continue after this break. I've got a short segment here, folks, and I've canceled all other guests to this program because I'm going to make sure that everybody gets it, and I want to make it a matter of public record and my opposition to the Zionist Jews. Are you new to freeze-dried foods? These fine, easily storable foods were first developed for the U.S. space program. Today, the U.S. military and the U.S. submarine service enjoy using these products extensively. Freeze-dried foods typically maintain their high nutritional value in excess of 30 years. Why store emergency food? Keeping food on hand for emergencies protects you the same way as does insurance on your home or car. 
With Freeze-Dry Guy freeze-dried foods in your food reserve, you can be ready for just about any unexpected crisis. In today's turbulent times of uncertainty, global crisis, world market collapse, stock market volatility, increased frequency of natural and man-made disasters, there has never been a better time to get a survival insurance policy. Take the necessary steps to protect your family in these uncertain times. Visit freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-FOOD, 866-404-3663. We pay the freight within the lower 48 states. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. Hi, I'm Roger Mason, the inventor of Beta Prostate. Men, are you getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom? Is your love life not what it used to be? Many men don't realize these issues are often related to their prostate health. Prostate problems start about age 40, and by 50, over half of men already have a prostate problem. This only gets worse. What can you do? See a doctor for checkups and take Beta Prostate. It is the well-researched natural formula that supports a healthy prostate, and it's made with pure beta cytosterol, 11 essential minerals plus vitamin D. This is the best-selling prostate formula in the world. It's safe, it's healthy, and what every man over 40 should take for good prostate nutrition. To try Beta Prostate risk-free, dial 1-800-362-5848. Call today for Beta Prostate and get Roger Mason's best-selling book free with your order. Dial 1-800-362-5848. That's 1-800-362-5848. You're tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. I am going to stop right here um, and make a note that when this program uploads to the archives, uh, we will have the site for the sources. And what I've been reading to you for the last two days, ladies and gentlemen, with the exception of the Tuesday program with Bob Chapman and Robbie Noel, has in fact been Jews themselves. Benjamin H. Friedman, course. I covered that material Monday, and this by Jack Bernstein that was written in 1985. Now, I hope you noted that for the state of Israel, that I have reminded you people a long time ago, that the problem in the Middle East is not the Arabs. The problem in the Middle East is the Israelis themselves, while claiming that they're being attacked, have done everything under the sun to promote perpetual war in the Middle East and bring the United States in. We have witnessed that. 
1.2 million Iraqis dead for what? A, a, a Hitler-like guy that killed 1,800 of his own people? Well, hell. If human lives were dollars, would you take $1,800 or $1.2 million? This is to say nothing about Afghanistan, to say nothing about the impending plans for Iran. And look who they have in as Secretary of State, none other than this cast-iron bitch, Hillary Clinton. And I make no apologies for that. Trust me, folks, I make no apologies for that statement. A bitch is a female dog. That insults a female dog. I've got more colorful language for that woman, but not on the public airwaves. And a woman, we think as women as being caregivers and making nice little babies. Not this lesbian. She is going to further the aims of the Zionist, and we will have expanded wars in the Middle East. They are trying to bring about World War III, folks. That's why I said, for all you people out there that are still hoping against hope that Barry Sartoro is going to be somehow different. He's going to be George Bush on steroids. He will make overtures of peace in the Middle East, but he will continue with the wars, the unwarranted and unjustified wars. And don't forget, Hillary Clinton, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, and Bilderberg. She is in the hip pocket of the international bankster gangsters. The very people putting together the global government that you see now forming around you with the help of these. And these people are guilty of treason in Washington, D.C., folks. Make no mistake about this. That somehow that they're just dotty little aged politicians that don't really know and they're just there for their self-interest. Never make that mistake, ever. We've got some serious problems here in this country, folks, and they are not going to go away. They are not going to go away. They're going to continue. The economic problems we have right now are going to deepen. And the very same Ashkenazi little bastards that did it in 1929 are doing it again today. But not one of these vaunted politicians in Washington, D.C. has the courage or the American patriotism to stand up and speak out against it. Save for one, Ron Paul, and he's somewhat muted himself lately. But I don't blame him. He's up there all alone in Washington, D.C. I canceled all other guests for the foreseeable future. I'm going to run through this information as best I can in its entirety. It must be made public record. With recent inter-